This is the Find Your Forte Podcast, Episode 49. You have the passion. You have the education. Now it's time for the inspiration. Get ready to step up to the podium with purpose. This is the Find Your Forte Podcast with Coral Director and Lifestyle Entrepreneur, Ryan Guth. Hey there, Choir Nation. This is Ryan Guth with the Find Your Forte podcast with allergies. Unfortunately, here in the spring in New York, the pollen is out and my voice is not what it normally is, but we're going to press on anyway. And I'm going to share with you part two of my uh, interview with Dr. Tom Retcher of The Positivity Effect. Uh, where I speak about my upcoming book, The Talent Monster. This is nothing I've even spoken about yet with my own audience, Choir Nation, uh, but this is a project that I'm working on. Uh, it's thoroughly outlined, and I've begun actually writing and uh, something I'm very passionate about. So I want you to uh, enjoy this interview. You will not hear my allergy voice, which is fantastic, because this was recorded back in February and uh, or March. Yeah, I think it was March, actually. And uh, I hope you also uh, take a listen to the Positivity Effect podcast uh, on a regular basis. It really is a wonderful podcast. Um, there is uh, always a, a new and inspiring person there on, on Dr. Tom's show. So without further ado, I hope you enjoy my part two interview with Dr. Thomas Retcher of The Positivity Effect. Welcome to The Positivity Effect, where paying it forward and doing something positive in someone's life can provide them with the confidence and motivation to do the same for someone else. Like a stone dropped into a lake, let's create a ripple effect of positivity throughout our world. And it begins with your host, Dr. Thomas Retcher. Hey, what's up, guys? Happy Saturday. Dr. Tom here, and you're listening to The Positivity Effect, episode number 49, The Talent Monster. Thank you guys so much for listening. If you're enjoying the show, please head over to iTunes, leave a review. It means a lot, and it helps get the word out about the show. So let's dive in. Today, I have on my buddy, Ryan Guth. Again, we had him on this past Wednesday. And Ryan shared some deep testimonials of his life and how he switched his mentality in life to one that focuses on giving. Ryan is a good friend, an amazing choral director, and he has an awesome podcast called Find Your Forte. Today, we talk about classical music, his upcoming book, The Talent Monster, and some really powerful insights for parents coming from a teacher. You can get more info from Ryan regarding The Talent Monster at www.thetalentmonster.com. Check him out on Snapchat and follow this whole writing process. And he's just always dropping some awesome stuff on on his Snapchat. You can find him at Ryan M. Guth. All right, let's get pumped up. Help me welcome him now to the positivity effect. Yo, yo, yo. What's up, Ryan? What's up, Dr. Tom? How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Welcome back for day two of the interviews with my man, Ryan Guth. This is day two A. This is no, this is day two B. 
B. Oh, this is day two B, Dr. Tom, you jerk. <laughs> I know. I know. And we're standing up right now, too. You know, we have this, uh, this new energy flowing from my body to the mic, down through the computer, through the inner, you know, into the inner air, into the, uh, the universe, back down into the world, out of your mic, back into your face. And look at us. We're, we're killing it right now. We are, we've literally been speaking for three seconds, and it's already, uh, if my mic wasn't on a stand, I would drop it right now. Your mic is on fire right now, as John, as John Lee Dumas would say. It is. So, all right, so I have, to, I have a confession. Guys, Ryan and I had an amazing part two conversation already, and I deleted it. I deleted the episode. Yeah. Who does that? I can tell you one person who does that. Doc, <laughs> Dr. Tom. Dr. You know Tom, that? but we are back. We are back. We are. We are. And we're, it's going to be even better. See, because things happen for a reason, right, Dr. Tom? That's right. We're gonna be, it's going to be tighter. We're going to deliver more value for you guys. We're standing up. We're in a peak state. We're ready to go. We're ready to just, just hope. You know, we're, we're putting, the, uh, putting the airwaves into your ears to help impact your life in a good way. <laughs> It's the positivity effect. It is. So we help you create a positivity effect and in turn, let, let us all create a positivity well, I'm, effect. I'm glad that we uh, deleted that rehearsal because that was just a rehearsal. <laughs> and rehearsal, that is a, listen, man, you are a choir director and you're, thro- am, you're throwing your verbiage at me. That is not I cool. am the king of rehearsal right here. You can't be using your, ver- your vocabulary on me. On, not on your show. I'm on your, I'm on your territory right <laughs> listen, now. Listen, if, if we're on the Find Your Forte podcast, we can, we can throw that word out. Yeah, I, I can certainly. Uh, <laughs> you know what? It's one of the things if you put that word cloud together, you know, and you can. You, you ever see that thing where you take a word, you take a blog post, and you throw it into like the word cloud generator? It's, yeah, that's great. It's just like, poof, it's like and the it, universe exploding. Right. And it shows you like what word you use the most. I'm sure rehearsal is definitely up there for me. It's like the centerpiece. Well, yeah, I mean, it's not the thing that we want to do as choir directors. We don't want to rehearse because rehearsals actually suck. And, um, it means you're not actually like making music yet. Right, right. So you want to like, like performance is where you want to be at, but you can't have a stellar performance without stellar rehearsal. So rehearsal is one of those sort of necessary evils, I would say. That's true. And guys, I just want to point out that Ryan just put a little chapstick on his lips, which means he is, he is ready. He, the, the, <laughs> mic, the mic is already on fire. He is so ready to deliver. It's, it's drying his lips out. That's how excited we are for this call. And, Hey man, we had an awesome first day. It was so awesome. You know, we we talked about so much value. We talked about your story and and your transition. You know, from really like a mindset of more like life is about me to life is about we. You know, just having a mindset of giving. And we ended it where you told me about we were talking about just connection with people and the power of disconnecting from. Hey, we're, I know we're listening to it. We're being hip- hypocrites right now. We're connected to the podcast and we're on our phones or our computers, but the power of disconnecting from technology, you know, and just looking at another human being. And, and you shared that, that crazy video with me. It was amazing where just people staring at each other for a couple of minutes and some insane things start happening. People crying, hugging, transformations. And, you know, I had an opportunity to watch that, uh, you know, a few days ago and I was like blown away. So serious, man, it's, it's, it was really cool to hear your testament just about how like when, when you're struggling in your own life, you know, you just make that quick shift, step outside, connect with somebody maybe you never met before and boom, you never know where that conversation is going to go. Exactly. You know, it's crazy because the art form that I spend most of my time working with is that of, of something that's so human and it's so selfless. It should be so selfless. It's about serving 
an audience. It's about serving the text. It's about serving the sound and the music and really not about serving yourself or serving any individual member of the choir or the director or any individual member of the audience. It's about serving the music and interpreting it and and in basically using this amazing thing that we have, this choir, where where the sum is just exponentially greater than its individual parts and using that to to do amazing things for people, you know, when they bring in. I always tell my students, whenever you go out to perform, you're you're going to be performing to a crowd of individuals that all are dealing with something, right? You've probably seen the motivational, you know, Instagrams that say that say, you know, be nice to everyone because you never know what what an individual is dealing with. I mean, I didn't say that right, but I'm sure there's it's something like right, that. Right, yeah, you never, right. Like everybody has their own battles that you know nothing about. Somebody I cuts you off in like traffic, that. and meanwhile, somebody just passed away in their family. Like, you never know. Exactly. So, I mean, when you're out to sing for an audience, you're out to sing to a bunch of individuals that have their own individual things that they're dealing with. And you you have no idea how the text that you're singing and the sound that you're making is going to influence uh, those people's positivity for the day and how it's going to brighten their day or their week or their month. Uh, I had, a, I had a, a colleague a while back who was uh, a church choir director and she was telling me about a story there was a gentleman who came in on a Sunday morning and uh, he had written this in a, in a, a, a note, a thank you note that, that he, yeah. he sent to the pastor like the next week. And he said, I came in on Sunday morning because I was having ear surgery. This is something that's right up, right up Dr. Tom's alley as an audiologist. He was having mm. e- ear surgery on his, on his right ear and he said, uh, I remember years ago coming to this church and hearing the most beautiful music. So I came on Sunday morning to hear this beautiful music again because I wanted it to be the last bit of music that I heard with both of my ears. Wow. And I was like, if you know, if, if thinking, I was sitting here crying hearing the story because if you think about it, you know, he didn't come in and announce that to the to the to the congregation. He didn't say, "I'm here to to hear this beautiful music for the last time with both ears." He just came in, he sat down, and then after the fact, he wrote that letter, wrote that thank you note to the pastor saying, "That's exactly what I needed to hear." You know, with with my full range of hearing uh, that I've that I'm never going to ever have again in this lifetime. So thank wow. you. Wow. That, that's a crazy story, right? That's a crazy story, yeah. And you think about how powerful music is for all of us. You know, well, everybody loves music. I mean, you can't. There's not a single person out there that that plugs their plugs their fingers in their ears and says, "I hate music." Right. And people don't give enough credit to music for the way that it impacts their life. I think, you know, if not everybody wants to talk spiritually or talk, you know hysterically and, th- and think about all these higher order things they just put the music on and they say oh i feel good we're putting it on but it's about recognizing like right why does that music make you feel good 
it's doing something inside of you. It's it's doing it's moving your soul. It's the the words are written so eloquently. You know, if we're talking about a song with music with uh, words with singing, uh, you know, the the words are written in poetry and eloquently. Where it's it's putting to for that person, it's 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 helping them visualize the feelings, the things that they're going through. Yes, and that's what yeah, but you know what you do as a as a choral director, the, the people come to you and they, and they they enjoy it because of the actual sound and how it pleases them in the ears that the quality of the sound but also it it hits every single person you could have the same song it can hit every single person in the same way and we you know we talk me and you uh, off the air we spoke or about this or a very different way yeah like we spoke about the song amazing grace you can play that at a funeral or you can play it at a completely different environment it's going to be portrayed completely different yes depending right. on the environment and and you know there's there's really no reason and this is one of the causes that I've taken up in my life. There's no reason to separate classical music, which is where I spend most of my time, from pop music. You know, when you when you when you say when you say classical music to a sort of regular mainstream person, they go, ugh. You know, they go like, what is that? like it's just such a nobody, yeah, it's older. Like, don't, we don't nobody get listens. It, you know, yeah, it's yeah. a bunch of you know white haired dead guys, right? Hmm. And and that's a big problem, and I, I completely blame the classical music world for that because if you go into a classical music venue and you clap at the wrong time, you know, you're going to get a bunch of dirty looks. <laughs> like, like, that's not okay with me. So I, I literally blame the entire classical music world for screwing that up with everybody, for making it such an you know, uh, unapproachable uh, genre for a lot of people. Because there's so much beauty in it. But yeah, it, it's insanely beautiful, and... and Good to me. Good music is good music, whether it's whether it's you know whether it's Jay Z, Justin Bieber, or J S Bach. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It's good music is good music, and I pretty much love every style of music out there as long as the text speaks to me, or you know, it might even might even be something mindless. I mean, like. For people, party rock is in the house tonight. Did something for them. It is the lamest set of lyrics you'll ever hear in your <laughs> lifetime, but it helped you feel good. You know what? I don't work a nine to five day job like everybody else. I Sunday night and Monday night feel exactly the same to me, and uh, you know, or say say Friday night and Sunday night feel exactly the same to me. But I could imagine that on a Saturday, Sunday, you just want to let go. That might be the song for you. That might be the song for you. It doesn't do a whole lot intellectually, but it, but something about the beat, something about the what you know, the feeling of it, it, it gives you that release that you need. On along the same lines, you know, and I live in a very cool sonic world in choral music, where where there are you know your voice is capable of doing so many things, and you're so vulnerable when you sing uh, because it's it's your own. It's oh my your gosh, and, and like the instrument too. Like I, I sing, as you know, and like the moment you, you get a little sick or something, it's like boom. It's all. It's 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 a very tricky thing to keep, you know, optimal at all times. Right. So I mean, there's you know, I'm obviously not here to preach appreciation for for choir, but you know, something that most people don't know is that in in the classical music world, especially the choir world, the composer looks for text first they look for lyrics first and then they set the music to to the text that's very not interesting not the opposite way around like if, in the pop music world you might have a producer that like 
lays down this sick beat, and then they just figure out what to riff over top of that. In, in the classical music world, it's completely the other direction. It starts with the poetry, it starts with the, you know, the author. And typically, it's not singer-songwriter. It's not composer and lyricist. It's lyricist is a separate person, and the composer finds, finds this, this poetry or, or whatever, and then they set that to music based on the words. So it's, it's a whole different world, and I would certainly encourage anybody listening to, uh, to, you know, come on over to Choir Nation. So powerful. Man, Ryan, so awesome just like talking for me too. I, I love music. It's such a big part of my life. And, and just hearing how, you know, you're impacting people's lives through music and, and also, you know, not only people that listen, people that help produce music, they come to you, you know, for guidance and like, you know, their podcast, Find Your Forte podcast. I want to transition and, you know, for this, this last leg of the interview, I want to talk, we talked yesterday about, you know, this, this idea that when you, when you're growing up, this like how the, it, it could be very damaging when, when no one tells you no, or like, you know, you are thinking about having talent, you feel like you're, you're limitless and you could do anything. And, you know, this is kind of just a lead into this, this, this awesome book that you're writing, the talent monster. So I'd love for you to talk about, you know, really the, the, the driving force behind writing the talent monster. Sure. Well, the talent monster is going to be a very, very long letter, essentially, to my students, which is a group of people that I've always wanted to turn, have them turn out better than I did. Uh, that's a group of people that I've always put very high on my list of, of people that I love in my life. And uh, at times, I spoke to my students better than I spoke to my family or my loved ones. And so I'm writing this this book because I want them to understand what hard work is. I want them to understand that if you are a talented person, it doesn't stop there. You're never going you're never going to use your talent alone to to become great and to become successful. You it, it's not possible. It will run out and you're going to have to begin to work at some point. But with that label talented comes a whole bunch of problems, a whole bunch of advantages. And I want to teach people how to channel the talent monster, which is, which is what they've become because of this label, channel their talent monster for good, not evil, you know, for, for contributing in a positive way to the world and not a negative way to the world, or even a negative way to themselves. Because many of the issues of, of being labeled talented actually have to do with the way you speak to yourself. And unfortunately, if you speak to yourself like you're a monster, which I have a lot of experience with, then you're never going to be able to impact people in the world with, with your gifts so you're basically not even unlocking your true potential until you make some inner changes to your self-talk and you realize how to use these gifts for good and not evil. But start with yourself and then break out and use, and use that talent for good. You know what's so special about this project that you're doing too is that sometimes when we when we do something like this or we create something, 
And we can even talk about just how, you know, with, with your Find Your Forte podcast, the original concept, you know, was strictly, it was for choral directors, but you're realizing that it, it, what you do with, with your, your brand, with your podcast impacts more than just choral directors, you know, with, with what you're looking to actually achieve. And when you think of that book, The Talent Monster, I would go as far to say too that even somebody, if they have been told their whole life that they have no talent, those that's the that's the voice that they're telling themselves too in their head, and they could pick that book up and probably find something that they've always had inside themselves that just they just need someone to say, hey, look, it's there. You know, it's always been there. It's not that, right. it's, that you know they. It's just having permission to say, look, you know, you have that talent inside you. Just just start taking action on it. Right. How do you how do you figure out what it is? Because there's maybe some point in your life, and I've heard story after story. As soon as I say I'm a choir director to people, they say, oh. You know, Mrs. So-and-so back in seventh grade told me I couldn't sing, you know, and and that literally like stripped their voice away for the rest of for the rest of their their young life. Wow. And and it's amazing, you know, the things the things that you hear as a child and how, how they affect you. Uh, so, you know, for me, it your was your conditioning. You're conditioning, and for me, it was you're talented. You're talented, and and in different ways, it was you know here's here's an accolade for this thing that you're doing, Ryan, and, and this and that, and it turned me into like a complete jerk. It turned me into the talent monster. But there's also yeah, like you're saying that opposite effect. There's people who who tore you down as a child, and who said you're not worth it. And who said that you're not good at this? You'll never be good at this. It might have been peers, it might have been parents, it might have been teachers, or which is, I mean, that's the biggest shame. That is right, right. Because they, they spend a lot of time. You know, when you have kids, your kids are going to be spending a lot of time with their teachers. Right. They spend your kids spend more time at school than they do with you when, as a when, kid. Yeah. Yep. Like I mean, as a you know, when I was a teacher, I, was, I taught for nine years. When I was a teacher, you know, I. I had kids for three straight years, sixth, seventh, and eighth grade in, in my choir. I saw them more than their math teacher saw them. We had a really good schedule. And when a parent had an issue with their kid, they called me and said, hey, Mr. Guth, would you mind uh, reinforcing this point that we're trying to get across at home? Because I really can't, I, you know, I really can't get it into Christina's head, but uh, would you mind talking to her? Uh, when you have a when you have a free moment, it's wow. like that whoa. Is, that's a lot of responsibility. Wow. Yeah. So I mean, it's like what you say as a teacher. Like if a parent can't get through to their kid, and a teacher can, it's really important that when you have the ability to affect a child, or you have the opportunity to affect a child, that you're going to affect them in a in a positive manner. So so yeah, like you were saying, the other side of the coin is is. Were you labeled as not talented? Like, so why are we even using the label at all? Why do we use, why do we use the the label talented or or not talented? You know, why don't we look? And this is I'm I'm researching more and more into Carol Dweck's uh, mindset, the growth mindset, and sort of leaving that door open and rewarding the work and the effort that it took to get the end result, and not and not necessarily using finite terms like like uh like you're talented that's it end of story like great job you got the a way to go you're the best as opposed to as opposed to you know i i'm rewarding the work that it took to get there so um it's just really uh this is 
really a fascinating topic for me. I've read a bunch of books regarding talent. You know, the Talent Code by Deanne Coyle. You know, Carol Dweck's mindset. Um, there's 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 one called Talent is Never Enough. Uh, and but there's no book that really focuses specifically on the ramifications of the label of talented and what that does to you, positive and negative. So that's what I'm exploring with the talent monster. Man, dude, I, I am so excited to read this book myself. Uh, it's really, I think it's going to change a lot of people in terms of just their mindset about what that word talent means. I never, I myself never really thought about that, how either really positive or damaging that word can be. Uh, yeah. You know, it's, 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 and we just think about just words in themselves and how, you know, we talk about teachers and how much time teachers are spending with kids and, and, you know what? What are the, what are the words that are being fed to them? What 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 are, what are the empowering thoughts? What are the, what are the disempowering thoughts that are being told to them on a regular basis? So, well, let me give you an example. We, I've always had kids. Like I said, sixth, seventh, eighth grade when I was teaching, I'd have them for three years. But I would never have as big of an eighth grade choir as I would a sixth grade choir. I would get you know like eighty, ninety kids in sixth grade, and then I would be really hard on them. I'd be harder than I than I anybody was ever on on me, because like I said, I wanted to make these kids better than I was, and so it'd be very hard on these kids. And there there was there was kids that came in and they were the like fifth grade superstar. They had a, a teacher who blew smoke up their little fannies, you know, their entire elementary school career. They had parents who said, you know, my daughter is so talented, she's going to be on Broadway one day, blah 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 blah, and she goes takes voice lessons. I mean, she's like. 10, you know, and she like, she'd been taking voice lessons for 12 years. She's only 10 years old. You know, it's like <laughs> a lot like, of pressure, a lot of pressure. You can tell I live near New York, right? And, uh, <laughs> you know, and you're like, whoa, 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 whoa. Like I would dread those kids because I knew exactly what was going to happen. When you get a kid in, in there and parents, if you're, if you're a parent, you're listening to this, stop right now. Stop telling your kid they're talented because what, what happens is, you get a kid who has these high expectations that they're going to be treated like kings and queens from now until eternity because of their gift, so to speak. And when they got to my classroom, those are the kids that I was the toughest on because I wanted, I wanted to seriously get that thought out of their head. I wanted to sort of equalize the entire group because a choir is not a good choir unless we are all playing on equal planes. And, and if one kid comes in and they can barely fit through, their head through the door, uh, then there's, <laughs> there's no, there's, there's, they're not equal in the choir. There's kids around them that are uncomfortable. They want, and they don't want to grow. They, they have zero interest because they think they're already there. They think they've already, they've already gotten there. Ryan, and you're the, you're the choir director. Are you there yet? No. Oh my God. I thought I was, but no, I'm, I'm certainly not there. I'm right. certainly not there. Right. And, uh, and, and so what would happen is I would just blow these kids out of the water because they, I, I'm like, you're, you're my class. Now you're going to work. Now you're going to work. You know, if, if you've come in and mommy tells me you're talented, guess what? I'm, you're going to work harder because I know that you can quote unquote, you can handle it. Right. And right. what would happen is these kids would quit. They would quit as soon as their talent runs out and they have to begin to work. They get discouraged. And who's to blame? 
the people around the people around the kid. The kid has no idea. Right. The kid is just doing conditioning. It's the voice teacher, it's the mom, it's the dad, it's the aunt, the uncle, the you know, the the teacher from the last school. And I'm here to say, listen, boy, you ain't special. You are not special in my class. You are one of 80 other kids that I have to give as much attention to as I give the next kid. I'm you're you're gonna have no special privileges in my class. You're going to be one of a member of the choir. You know, and there's this there's a stupid uh there's a stupid saying there's there's no i in chorus only us you know <laughs> I, like i want to slap everybody who says that but but I, I would not advocate violence on your program either but uh, uh i would want to gently slap uh, him with some positivity slap him with some positivity i want to yeah exactly and uh once it becomes about you and not about the music and not about the group then there's something missing and you know audiences smell bs and if there's any BS in a in, in a choir, then uh, the audience the audience can certainly can certainly sniff that out. So and you, and you know, Ryan, like like I'm not a parent, like you're not a parent, but you you have more experience with kids because you work with kids. Yeah. And I, you know, for me, like I I agree which doesn't with, replace being a parent. I mean, no, I, it does I, not. Again, re- right. I still don't know what it like it's like to be a parent. Right. But like, so and guys, we're not saying like like don't make your kids feel good when they do something well. But like what we're saying is like, it's that I mentality of like, you're perfect. You're a hundred percent talented in everything you do. It's like, I I, th- I think it all stems back to the parenting and the example that well, we praise see. the work. It's yeah. praise the work, not the result. Praise right. the work, not the result. Yeah, you're working so hard to continue work. And I think it's just that it's as a parent setting that example too, if they see mommy and daddy working hard or, you know, contributing to society or, or helping somebody that that can't help them like it all comes back to that too it's not just the words the conversation they have with the child it's it's what they're doing themselves on a regular basis that the child draws you know cuz most the most learning a kids have is the nonverbal they pick up so much from their parents just from visually from what they're seeing and if like you said if you're walking around like like your kid is perfect and that's what you're telling everybody and that's the conversations that they're listening in on like you said, they're not going to know any different. Right. I noticed it comes from the insecurity of the parent. It comes from there's you know there's these kids uh, whose parents are trying to live vicariously through them. Right. It's the it's the the mom or the dad who never got the lead role in the play when they were in middle school. So now, in order for them to feel better about that, their kid has to get there. And so I want the parents listening to think, are you that parent? Are you a parent who is raising a talent monster, right? Are you, are you the kind of parent who is trying to live vicariously through their child's experiences because there's something missing in your life? So it's, first, first of all, it's amazing that you're listening to this show. So if you're, if you're that kind of person, you're already on the right path because you're listening to Dr. Tom and the positivity effect. But the second is, what kind of action are you taking to contribute to the greater good in the world? Not to contribute to your son or your daughter, right? Or to be on the PTA so your son or daughter gets additional privileges. What are you doing that is selfless that makes you feel great? Because if you feel great and you feel fulfilled yourself, you're not going to want to live vicariously through your child. You're just going to unconditionally love them and support them because that's what you do as a parent. So, so think about that. If, if there's something missing and you're trying to live vicariously through, through your child, 
stop and figure out what you need to do to fulfill yourself, whether it's start a business, make a career change, volunteer, whatever you need to do, figure that out. Parents, not kids. Ryan, this is such a powerful message. And I hope, you know, any parents that are listening to not just tune us, tune out what we're saying right now. Again, we're not parents, but listen, there's a reason right now that Ryan is is writing this book because he's sharing, you know, these experiences of his own childhood, things that he have has has actually physically experienced and thought and had to struggle with himself. And it's it's powerful. It's a message that, you know, Ryan, I, I I'm very happy to have you on the show and share this because it's 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 something that needs to be heard because the kids are the next generation. And, you know, it's definitely something that I'm going to be thinking about when I have my own children. So really hats off to you for, for sharing this message. It's not always the easiest topic to talk about this or to share with people, you know, to tell, not tell people, but for them to hear like, oh, I'm doing something wrong. You know, I'm, I'm not parenting the right way. You know, it's not always something that's easy to swallow. So, you know, definitely hats off to you for, for putting this out there and, and, putting fuel behind it, putting energy behind it, and making yeah. this project possible. Listen, we, we, are, we all, whether we're parents, whether we're teachers, whether we're podcast hosts or, <clears throat> excuse me, <clears throat> choir directors, you know, we have a vested interest in the success of the next generation. You know, we want to see America move forward. I mean, we are in a crazy election right now with you know everybody's divided i mean we are polar we're on polar ends of the spectrum politically in this country you know just everything is just in turmoil right now you know so we all have a reason to want to see the future turn out to be to be brighter than it is now and especially when it comes to kids and especially when it comes to whether you, and let's say you have no kids, but you're infected by that talent monster, you're, or you're that talent monster, and you want, to, you want to move on and be a better person and get over that and use, you know, become a, a monster for good. You know, we, we all have a, a, an interest in, in the future, whether it's for ourselves or for our loved ones. So it's something that I think we should all be able to get behind very easily. Awesome. Awesome. Well, Ryan, you know, I, I tell every guest, it's always a gift for you guys to come on and, and spend some of your time with me. Double for you right now because we had to do this twice. So, you know, well, I, listen, I think it turned out better than the first I time. I did. I did. But I just, you know, I always like to publicly announce and appreciate how much I appreciate you guys coming on and especially you as a friend, because I know, you know, you got a lot going on. You're writing this book right now too, which is, it's not easy writing a book, especially trying to carve out that time and have that creative space to do it, especially something as profound as this. This is I'm really looking forward to reading this, actually. It's, it's just going to, I think it's going to really make some waves and, and get people thinking. So um, just for that, you know, I just want to have, give you this gift. I'd like for you to just tell us one last question before we jump off. Mm-hmm. If you were suddenly, and it, you know, probably it's all just summed up, everything we've just been talking about. If you were at the end of your life and you were reflecting on everything that you've been through and all that you've created... What kind of impact would you want to be remembered for? Specifically, <clears throat> as a as a director of of music and, and choirs and that genre and that passion that I have, um, I would want to be known for adding beauty to the world. I want to be known for adding beauty to a world that that uh, really, really, really needs it. And, you know, inspiring people to be the best versions of themselves, which sounds incredibly cliche, but I think, 
you know, as entrepreneurs, we're all problem solvers. We're all interested in making sure that the world is a better place after we after we leave. So, you know, if, if I can, gosh, it's such such a cliche thing to say, but but yeah, but if I can affect if I can affect one person uh, and help them defeat their talent monster and uh, just make sure that they don't because it's, it's it's a it's like you're saying in the beginning of your podcast it's a ripple effect every it's all these things are ripple effects so if i if i can help solve that issue for one person they won't infect the next generation and 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 that sort of exponential ripple or or web is stopped so oh man so powerful that's how I that's how I feel about it, and uh, I you know we're gonna add beauty, and we're gonna defeat those talent monsters, and uh, we're gonna make sure that everybody is their best self. Well, Ryan, I've definitely already been blessed, man, to to know you and to have you come into my life. You know, it's been awesome just connecting with you, and uh, you know, I really look forward to to watching this project unfold. And guys, you can check it out. You know, it's not launched yet. It's still in, in, in the works, but you can check out what he's doing. You can follow, you know, follow this, this whole creation process at www.thetalentmonster.com. That's it. And I will be doing giveaways and, you know, free preview chapters along the way. You know, we're going to put together a launch team. We're going to, you know, give away the books. We're going to uh, make sure that, you know, I have you know, peers that love the idea, uh, that want to help me, you know, look it over, do some questioning, some editing, th- that kind of stuff. Like, where can I be more clear? How can I help, help you get more value out of it? So if they want to be a part of that, they can certainly sign up for that list at thetalentmonster.com. I will send them an email. And if they have any additional interest in helping out because this resonates with them, then they will have my email as soon as they sign up. Awesome. Awesome. Well, Ryan, thank you so much for coming on. And uh, hey, man, I think, uh, think I'm going to be seeing you this week. I will see you in a couple days, Dr. Tom. I, I think I will see you the day before this episode comes out, right? Wait, no, you're, the day this episode comes out. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Okay. Well, this is good. We're, yeah, we are, uh, it's, it's good to be living near Dr. Tom, even though we're on Skype right now. It, it, it's <laughs> nice to live near Dr. Tom. And if, if the Positivity Effect audience is ever in the New York area, look us up because we will hang out in New York with you and we will, we will be like stones in the river we will causing the ripple effect. Creating the ripple or effect, baby. the lake. Or was it a river or a lake? We're going to be... Right in that river, baby. That lake. The Hudson River. <laughs> awesome, man. Awesome, We'll Ryan. throw stones in the Hudson River. Yeah, this is great. This is great, man. Thank, Thank you, you for, so much for having yes. me. Thank you for giving value to, to everybody today. And uh, like I said, can't we, I'm going to be really... I'm really excited about the book myself, so I can't wait to read it. That's it, man. I'm going to be back to my Cocoa Puffs and writing as soon as we're off this episode. You, you get back to those Cocoa Puffs. Yeah, man. Man, well, awesome. Guys, don't forget... Uh, to talent the the talent man, monster the talent monster dot com. That's what happens sometimes when your your brain runs amok. You just got to change your tone. I'm gonna say it again: <laughs> the talent monster dot com. Check it out. Really awesome stuff. And guys, also just put his name in the show notes bar on the page. Everything will pop up. Ryan.
I, I love you, man. I did that on purpose. Awkward silence. I love you. Wait, no, I just, I, because I, I, I feel awkward silences with positivity. So, yes, yes. I just love you very much and thank you for having me. Absolutely. Talk soon. Bye bye. Hey, thank you so much for listening to this episode of The Positivity Effect. I promise to keep sharing inspiring stories with the guests every single day. I hope you feel inspired, and I hope that we start some self-reflection in you on topics like transparency, compassion, and empathy. Please check out the website at PositivityEffect.com, sign up for the newsletter, and I'll send you some tips to get you thinking more positively. If you're really enjoying The Positivity Effect, please tell someone about the show. Together, we can create a ripple effect of positivity throughout our world something that we need so desperately today. So thanks again so much for listening. See you tomorrow for another episode of The Positivity Effect. All right, well, thank you so much for listening to this episode. Uh, Again, the show notes may be found at ryanguth.com slash 049. For episode 49 and uh, hope to see you over at choir nation on facebook facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash choir nation join me there and uh, we will be in touch next week uh, when i speak about for-profit choir how to run a for-profit choir uh, what i do for a living in that realm and how you can do it too so we'll talk to you next week thanks so much Thank you for listening to Find Your Forte with Ryan Guth. As always, join Ryan online at www.ryanguth.com for detailed show notes and discussions on every episode. If you like what you're hearing, don't forget to subscribe on iTunes and leave a review. Until next time, be amazing.